it's not always about writing your check. And I'm, I've learned that it's also important about liking, following, sharing, and just really educating ourselves and advocating for different things in our own community. For example, if you are aware of doggy daycare at boarding facility in your community, advocate for cage free within your community. Or if you're aware of a domestic violence shelter and you know that they don't provide housing to, to dogs and survivors, how can you as a person or as an organization support that, that shelter in that capacity? Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. I am so pleased to share this interview with you today. I am talking with Orzy Cook, the founder of Praline's Backyard. Her impactful dog daycare and boarding facility is inspired by a sobering statistic that affects women and dogs around the country. 10 million people in the U.S. are affected by domestic violence each year. With roughly 50% of Americans owning dogs, that's 5 million dog owners who are impacted. The rough part is, the percentage of domestic violence shelters that can take pets is only about 15%. Well, Orzy plans to make a difference in those numbers by providing housing for pets of individuals who are in a housing transition due to an unsafe relationship. Especially at this time of year, I hope that this episode warms your heart to know that there are people out there making a difference in the world. In addition to talking about the soon-to-be daycare and boarding facility, Orzy shares some great advice about changing careers to follow your passion for pets. Even if you feel that you don't have any pet industry experience on your resume, you do have a skill set and a zone of genius to tap into. Speaking of a zone of genius, are you a dog walker or a pet-sitting professional? Head over to PetPocketBook.com to check out this all-in-one software to run your business on the go. I talked to Diane, the founder of Pet Pocketbook, on episode 246, and I want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast this month. Check out the software at PetPocketBook.com. Orzy Cook is the founder of Praline's Backyard Doggy Daycare and Boarding. As a longtime volunteer at area animal shelters and domestic violence shelters in the Atlanta area, and a lover to animals and advocate for how they're treated, Orzy finally decided to open her own dog daycare and boarding facility. In addition to providing cage-free dog services to the community, she will provide housing for dogs of domestic violence survivors while they are in their own housing transition, giving them the confidence that they can leave their unhealthy living conditions with the assurance that their dogs will be cared for. This service eliminates one of the barriers survivors encounter when wanting to leave an unhealthy relationship. Praline's Backyard will be open in August 2023. Ooh. Welcome, Orzy. Hello. Hi, Tori. Great to be with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just for the amazing work that you're doing, just the awareness of this issue and starting your own business. I just, we've got so much to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to sharing with you. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, in, in your bio, I feel like we touched on it. You maybe had this like light bulb moment 
of there's an issue that's not being addressed here. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, your volunteering experience that kind of led you to want to open this facility. Great. Thank you. Um, well, one thing I guess is twofold because um, you mentioned how part of it is being a K tree boarding facility. And then, a, and then a, um, parallel to that is being able to provide housing to dog for dogs of survivors of domestic violence. And so because I've had experience in both of those things, it's like merging those things. If everyone's ever been to a dog um, shelter or a humane society, you recognize the dogs are putting these cages. If you haven't gone in there, it just probably breaks your heart a little bit, right? So and so, but but still at the same time, they still need help. And you I enjoy walking them, I enjoy taking care of them when I volunteered. And then it was like, then as I and also it's, it's a little different when you put your dog in a doggy daycare. They're put in a little prettier looking cage, but it's still a cage, right? Um, and so, and then I'm, I, and so I had an interest in cage-free boarding as a part of that as one issue, one, one concern, right? And then as I worked in a vol- volunteer at a domestic violence shelter, a lot of women mentioned how they left their, their animals, their cats, their dogs, whatever their animal behind. And it was a really struggle for them to leave because they left their animal behind and never knowing whatever happened to that animal. And so, and that, that, that's, that's a lot for anyone, for me, just not knowing what happened to my dog. She, even if she ran away and like, I know, I know how her story ended or just, and I wasn't a part of that. And so I think that's really heartbreaking. So one way I wanted to do is how can I merge those two interests of mine together into an awesome business? And it kind of just kind of just unfolded together. And then COVID gave us a lot of time to think about different things. And it's like, I want to really delve into my passion. What, and I love my dog. And anyone I told you that, it's like, and so now I want to, I never thought of delving into my passion and making money at the same time and doing something that you love and getting paid to do it. And so this gave me the opportunity to merge those two things together and really work on that. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really neat how um, you've come up with an idea that's a business, but then it's also got, you know, a a cause element, um, kind of a charitable element to it. So it is, it's really exciting. Like you can, you can be extra passionate about it because it's not just caring for dogs as you'd want yours to be cared for, but you know, you're doing really life-saving work um, by helping the pets of domestic abuse survivors too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's how the exciting part about it. Just because I, as I even talked about it on social media and people would IM me or DM me and just send me messages and it's just really, they'll tell me their story. And it's just like, I never even, when I started this, I didn't, I thought about the people that I have met along the way, but then people continually reaching out to me. It's like, I just wish, what can I do to help? And just, it's just, it's just an outpouring of love and support. And so really when I got, I'm, I hadn't been on social media before on an active way, let me say that. But then I got in out there and I was so afraid because sometimes social media can be very negative. And I was really afraid about the negativity, but I've only had such positive. And so I'm so thankful for all the positives I've gotten from different survivors, supporters. It's an overwhelming. Um, and that's why I just love it. So I really appreciate just the response I've gotten from the community. And it really just speaks to the fact that I know that we, we, we're innately good. I believe in the good of everybody. And so I just knowing that has really been confirmed by this whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. What I love that you mentioned social media because that is how I met you uh, is through your TikTok. And I think you do a phenomenal job uh, with all your TikTok videos. Uh, and, and right now, I want you to see if you can share with us, like, because your facility isn't opening until next summer, but you are out there now pretty much a year in advance, um, mm-hmm. creating content, creating videos. So what kind of content are you creating when you're not actually open yet? Well, I had a I had this whole phase approach in terms of opening. We're currently in phase one. I really wanted to educate everyone. My goal is to educate 10 million people on essentially just the barriers that the, the barriers that survivors of domestic violence face in terms of those that have pets. 
then I wanted to educate the community or just the world about cage-free boarding. Um, and just really the, the how that brings a lot of anxiety for a dog. I know my dog in particular, she gets stressed out when she goes to a boarding facility, when she's caged. She has diarrhea. It's a whole situation that really like, it's heartbreaking because I, I normally travel a lot with my dog before COVID. And then this is like when I used to put her in there and it's like putting like, I'm so sorry. And I'm paying for you to have this experience. And it is, it's a lot. So part of this is educating 10 and I got 10 million people from the fact that 10 million people every year are physically abused by an intimate partner. And so for each one of those people, I wanted to educate the world, the 10 million people, not the world, I guess, in terms of the barriers that survivors face in terms of why they, because people always question, why don't they leave? But it's not, it's, there are lots of barriers. And one barrier is the fact that they don't want to leave their pets. And I just wanted to highlight that particular barrier with Fraley's backyard. Wow. Uh, so 10 million people a year are impacted by domestic violence. Yes. In the U.S. I'm just counting the U.S. That, that definitely is a, it's a global number as well. Yeah. Well, and I think that we know like roughly 50 percent of Americans have a dog uh, or, or a pet of some kind. And so um, that's like five million pet owners who um, can be affected by domestic violence. That is yeah. really amazing. Yeah, it is. It definitely is amazing. And that's not even counting the um, verbal and emotional abuse that people have. I'm just talking, we're just mentioning physical abuse. That's yeah. the number. So we know there's a, a larger number as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so this is this is definitely a really important thing to raise awareness of because I don't think many people know about this. And I think, you know, maybe, I mean, people know that people are affected by domestic violence, but a lot of it's behind closed doors and, and you don't see it. Um, and then I think more people definitely don't realize the challenges of what to do with your pet if you do want to leave, because it's like leaving your child behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a very, very difficult position to put anyone in or know how you can't judge how anyone acts when they're in that position, I guess. Yeah, definitely. You don't know how you'll respond, but we all know how it feels to be separated from our dog. I mean, even for a temporary amount of time, our cat, whatever your, your pet is. And so imagine you going somewhere and not knowing when you'll see that that pet again and and you're going in a very emotional state for yourself. And so imagine that that pet has been your comfort and you're you're making and it's a hard decision to make to say, I'm going to leave and I'm going to unfortunately I got to leave you, too. Or if I take you, then it becomes a I may it may inhibit me from really being successful in my departure. Right. So just it's it's really the conflict that people experience. I really want to minimize that conflict as much as possible. I know there are lots of, I know that people have mentioned other barriers as well. There are lots of other barriers. Oh, yes. I, I'm in my space of working with dogs and working with pets, I want to handle that space and provide that level of assurance for them. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot uh, eliminate the issue, um, but we can try to help people as much as we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also love how you just mentioned that you're in phase one of, of launching your business. How many phases are there? And <laughs> well, there are three phases. <laughs> so far, it's, it's three phases because there is the, the pre-build and then there's a phase two is building. And then phase three is actually being open and operating for six months is my, my phase of project to that. And right now, phase one is educating and, um, and getting the land to, 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 to get, acquiring the land to build upon. And so right now I'm set to close on the property at the end of November, um, which is going to, and that's going to, that's going to be based upon the support that I've gotten from the community and the, the amount of savings that I put into that as well. But definitely I've gotten so much support. So I'm just so thankful and I'm looking forward to seeing, I'll give you an update in a year from now to see how it all unfolds. And so I just look forward to seeing, seeing what happens. As I how go forward with the startup. how <laughs> did you um, figure out the land? Like what were the qualities that you were looking for in a property? 
Oh, that was, and I am so thankful for the whole community of doggy daycare businesses that have really educated me uh, so much. I'm just so thankful. Um, there, I, I want it to be on uh, acreage. So often doggy daycares in the city, we're, I live in the city, um, land is a premium. So a lot of doggy daycares have doggy daycares. They have very limited outdoor space, if any at all, because so I want it to be on acreage. So I found two acres of land that I, I thought would be a perfect space to, to host a doggy daycare. There wasn't any doggy daycare in the area. I kind of surveyed the, the area to see what the need was. And then, um, but then I got into the whole zoning. I was educated on zoning. Because not everybody, not every location wants to house dogs inside or outside because it has to do with their property value or the noise and different things like that. So actually, I'm in the process of going through a zoning um, hearing with my local county. So I've gotten through phase one and I've gotten approval with some conditions like building large, not building, but planting large trees to separate the property from other people um, as a sound barrier and as a visual barrier. So um, I'm going to the next phase. And by the time this comes out, I will probably um, be done. And hopefully it'll be zoned and I'll be, we can buy the land and then we can start building um, beginning of next year. And so that's, that's where I am. And that's the phase one is getting the zoning and then by purchasing the land to build upon. And then phase yeah. two is the building. And then, like I mentioned, that phase three is actually opening and being open for six months. Oh, uh, and, and you just mentioned, um, you know, other doggy daycare people being really helpful with you. How do you, yeah. how are you connecting with people? Um I found that one on social media and uh, other podcasts, it, even yours, you, yours too. <laughs> um, and just reaching out to people saying, hi, my name is Orzy Cook. I'm opening a doggy daycare next year. Would you be open to really um, to talking to me about your doggy daycare and just your experiences and any lessons learned so I can learn from them? And everyone I've reached out to has been so helpful in terms of telling me everything about the zoning because people have told me really horror stories about their zoning process. So I'm really thankful I've had a positive one. And then um, they mentioned to me about hiring, just like even my idea for cage free. I found a facility up in um, Arizona. He has like 15 facilities that are all cage free, which I think is awesome and amazing. And so he's really provided a lot of mentorship to me. And just in terms of design and how you want to make sure you do this or that to make sure um you have a really safe facility and, you, and also the importance of temperament tests because not every dog honestly is viable for cage free because we all come with different experiences. And so does dogs come with different experiences and they might not like that overstimulation of a whole bunch of dogs together. Um, and so just, just that. So this whole community has been so awesome. So I'm so thankful. I, I love, I love dog people. Dog people are just the best people. <laughs> and yes. people just, I, I, my experience with dogs, so, but you know, all things, I think it brings out a different personality of us of giving and just being, supportive of one another. I, I, I just, I just love it. So yes, yes. Pet, pe- pet people are the best. And I, and I can't even tell you like how many people I've interviewed for this podcast who say that they, they're like, I just reached out to people and they were so helpful. And I don't know if it's like that in other industries. Cause honestly, I don't really talk to people outside of the pet world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either, but this is my first starting a business. And so I've just had such a positive experience and I'm just so thankful for that. Cause I know it could have been totally different. Um, and I'm so thankful people writing books. I'm thankful for people like you to have podcasts to really educate me on different areas that I would never think about. Like I even, even my about you page, like before I, right before I met you, yeah, just released that podcast about, um, the gentleman, I think his name is Brad, something, I can't remember his yes, name yeah. about how to do your about me. And I'm like, Ooh, and you, and you reached out to me. I was like, Oh, I need to do my about me and do it, make it a really awesome page. And so, and just something really is simple, but it's so impactful in terms of people reading that and being inspired to either to, and motivate them to either participate, follow, share, like, or whatever in regards to Praline's Backyard. But definitely I wanted to, um, to do that. So just, just you, people like you are just awesome. So thank you. Well, and I, I love like the, the about page. I think it is so important. And thank you for mentioning that 
for everyone because um, you know, we're we're working with people's pets, no matter what kind of pet business you have. Um, people are very emotional about their pets. And so your about page, you really need to tell people like really, really who you are <laughs> because yeah. for them to trust you with their like fur babies, you, like they really need to feel like they really know you. So um, that's definitely important. So thanks for mentioning that. And you do a wonderful job of introducing yourself in almost all of your videos, which I'm like, wow, I she is I on it. Myself too much. Like I'm like, did I tell my name every time? People should just look back. Maybe just look back. I don't know. I'm learning. This is, again, social media is a whole new outlet for me. That I'm, I'm, every time I post, I'm learning something different. So, well, and that's so the thing. Like you can introduce yourself in every video for like a while and then like do something different for a while. Like that's yeah. the beauty of it. You don't have to like be married to any of these things. Hey, dog walkers and pet sitters. Are you frustrated or stressed about the day-to-day admin of running your business? Well, check out Pet Pocketbook. Their simple, intuitive, all-in-one software was designed mobile first, making it easy to run your business even when you're on the go. Save time with automated billing that takes minutes, not hours or days, and get paid without losing money to credit card processing fees. You're going to love their easy, professional pet parent portal for your clients to manage their pet's profiles, request appointments, pay their bills, and communicate with you all in one place. My favorite thing about Pet Pocketbook is the clean and simple interface that makes scheduling a breeze, whether you focus on one-on-ones or pack services. I honestly could not believe that it is just $25 a month no matter how many clients or staff you add to your account. Get started with a 60-day free trial, and a member of their pack will personally walk you through setting up your account. With Pet Pocketbook, it's not just software, but a team of real, actual humans invested in you and your success. Head over to PetPocketbook.com to get started and make sure you tell them that Bert and Lucy sent you. So your business is called Praline's Backyard. So who is Praline? Praline is my chocolate, beautiful Cocker Spaniel that is just awesome. Um, I got her when she was about eight, nine weeks um, from my local breeder, a local breeder down in Florida. Um, and I, I, am a, I have a temperament for a Cocker Spaniel. Cocker Spaniels are my temperament match. And so she's like my fourth Cocker Spaniel. Um, and she's just awesome. So yeah, that's Miss Praline. And I had to close the door so she wouldn't be in here. So yeah. <laughs> and how old is Praline now? She's five. She turned five about two weeks ago, October 15th. We had a little birthday party for her. So that was awesome. Oh, nice. And so do you think that, does she enjoy being around lots of other dogs? Like, will she be part of the daycare? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, yeah, she, she's definitely, she, she thrives in cage-free. She does not thrive in being boarded in a, being in a cage of any, any sort. Um, so she loves interaction with other dogs. Um, so she'll, she'll love it. So yeah. yeah. Cause whenever I had dogs over here for her birthday, and she was warped by the end of the day, which is beautiful. <laughs> so, and she enjoyed it. And so, and they were, these are also my, my friend's dogs. So she knew all the dogs. And so it's off as part of this whole assessment, but she, she thrives in that. So yeah, she's going to be living her best life. <laughs> yeah, she is like, totally. Like, I have new friends every day. <laughs> so, yeah. so before we hit record, we were like kind of going off on a little tangent and we were like, no, no, let's save it for the episode about like 
um, legislature and funding and different things Mm -hmm. um, related to let's let's see how do we describe this but like pet housing for domestic violence survivors mm-hmm. um and and it's a complicated issue so you know you're probably like right in the thick of that because i'm assuming that you'll be able to apply for some grants and and funding in that way right well i will once i open there will be opportunities to apply for grants and things of that nature once it's open um but prior to then it's just really raising awareness because more than i mean because obviously Funding, I do want funding, so feel free to like follow, share, and donate as you feel able. Um, but um, definitely, there is a. I think for startups, it's really hard to find funding um, for a doggy daycare, or any even a foundation, um, a, a, even a, um, a nonprofit. It, it's a level of showing what you've done already. Um, and I have obviously I have a resume that speaks to a lot of things in public health. Is um, however, my resume does not include a, a lifetime of working with doggy d- dogs in that capacity. But as I build up my um, brand recognition with the community and as I work in the community as well, people will begin to see, oh, this Praline's Backyard is doing this and doing that. Then it's like, oh, OK, then we can invest in that that project. And so that, I'm hoping that as we continue to um, raise awareness and educate people on the barriers that domestic violence survivors, domestic survivors of domestic violence face, and then the issue about cage-free boarding and why it's so important for dogs when they're boarding, that people will they'll be they'll be they'll have a compassion and want to give and participate um because i always tell people it's not always about writing your checks and I'm, i've learned that it's also important about liking following sharing and just really educating ourselves and advocating for different things in our own community for example if you are aware of doggy daycare at boarding facility in your community advocate for cage free within your community or if you're aware of a domestic violence shelter and you know that they don't provide housing to the, to dogs and survivors how can you as a person or as an organization support that that shelter in that capacity in terms of giving or in terms of fostering dogs while um, their, their, their person, their pet parent is in, is in a shelter? Just how can you help them? And so that's what I really want to promote. It's about Praline's Backyard because I'm here in Atlanta, but there's communities around this country that are, that are that unfortunately have domestic violence in their own community. So how can I, what can I do to help that situation? Yeah, because it doesn't, you know, raising awareness about it like nationwide or worldwide is not going to take business away from you. Like there is a need for this everywhere, unfortunately. Um, Well, I mean, the cage free is wonderful, but (laughs) unfortunately for the, you know, domestic violence situations, but I love that you just mentioned fostering because I had never had thought about that, but um, I do wonder, I'm going to have to look into the shelters in my area and see if they have a need for fosters because, that is on my 2022 list of things I want to do is foster oh, a dog. Cool. Um, and so that might be like a really wonderful way to do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So that, that all, like, like I said, there's always there's different options about giving. Giving is more than just money. Money is great, but there's different options. So people can always identify ways that they can give. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And even just like you said, sharing and liking and mm-hmm. you know, that makes a big difference. Yeah, because it raises awareness and people like, like even like I've, I'm, I'm amazed at the amount of responses I've gotten on social media. Like I have one post that has over 100,000 views. And I'm just, I was just like, that happened like over the course of a weekend. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, like, ooh. Like I was, like I kept getting like these little dings on my phone. I was like, just wow. And I was just like, people, and that all, it all comes from someone liking the video and it brings the video higher and higher and higher. And so that is a level of supporting the organization or the cause just by you liking, putting, pushing that plus sign or pushing that, that like sign, you know, the heart. I'm not, I don't know all the signs, but you know what I mean? The one that <laughs> just push anything. <laughs> yeah. Just push one of those buttons to, to, 
positivity. And I think that that does a lot because even if you can't give the next person that 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 video is promoted up to, they may be able to give. And so we all, that's just my little two cents. Yes. I mean, that's the power of social media is like, you just never know who your, who your content is going to reach. So the more people it reaches, the better chance it's going to fall into the right hands, I guess. Yeah. Other hands I can give in different ways. So like I said, it's about advocating for different things in your community. So, yeah. Um, you also just mentioned, you know, kind of like shifting careers, like even though your resume, you don't have necessarily a lot of experience running a dog daycare or managing dogs. Um, but you're, but you're pursuing this passion and this dream and you obviously have such a passion and you're, you're obviously planning it all out and you're going about it the really right way. But what kind of advice do you have for other people, um, who want to make a big shift, but they feel like, Oh, I'm not really qualified. Like, you know, what can you say to them? Um, very good question, Tori. Um, thank you. Um, what can I say to them? I would say go into your passion. I read, I, I, I'm a reader, so I, I read everything, so every book. And I can even say that the book that really probably motivated me to really take this leap of, um, this leap into doggy daycare business and with um, the business, of, not a business, but then the supporting domestic violence survivors was a big, a book by Rachel Rogers called We All Should Be Millionaires. And she really encourages um, entrepreneurship. Um, because like really delve into your passion. Like we talked about, I don't have to talk about this. There's a thing called your zone of genius and your zone of excellence um, by Gay Hendricks. And it's like, I, like I have a, a, a doctorate in public health and that's definitely, I'm, I'm, I've spent a whole life working in public health and um, I've managed million dollar projects. And so I could run a public health program anywhere in the world, right? And so but having running a doggy daycare, establishing it from the ground up is a different level of skill, but I have it because I have a passion and a love for dogs. And that's my zone of genius because it, 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 I just think of things all the time. Like my dog, probably, probably gets, I'm always experimenting with things. So, but I'm always trying to learn about how to be a better pet parent, how to, how to motivate her, how to really stimulate her more than just being cute. I want to activate your mind and just, cause you're, you're smart. I, I see that every day. And so how can I really encourage that and foster that? And so I just recognize that. So if you want to get into doing a startup, a business and dog daycare or any, anything related to dogs or pets, read about it. Look out, look at people on social media, really follow them, stalk them, listen to every podcast you can um, and know that you can do it. Everything that and I feel like everything I've done up to this point has led me here, because if I look back on my life and everything I've done, I'm thinking I could have done a doggy daycare a long time ago. I've always been interested in a dog. I've always like been creative. I've always been this person. And so it's just everything coming together and me being in a space that says I can do this now, you know. And so that's where I am now. I know I've gotten all the tools that brought me here to do this and I can do it and it'll be very successful and it will set the pace for how we can do this in the future. And then I'll be able to help somebody else because so, I've so many people that help me. I definitely have to help somebody else as I continue to grow this business. So. I mean, you're helping people right now. just sharing your story here on this show. Um, you know, hundreds of people, <laughs> hopefully, uh, maybe even thousands will hear yes, this interview. Thousands, and, thousands. <laughs> yes, tens of thousands um, will be hearing this. And um, and I think you're going to inspire them to to do something or take a chance or just maybe add on add on an element to their business, you know, too, that that could be really impactful. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited. Just I'm excited. I'm continually amazed and excited about what's going to happen next. And 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 I and I would think I would be a little scared, but I'm not. I'm just like excited to see what happens because I'm, cause, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens. 
Well, so speaking of, I want to ask you one more question. Um, oh. Let's see. I don't know what you're going to respond. <laughs> you probably already do because you're very well planned out and thought out. But I'm wondering what your like five or 10 year vision is for Praline's Backyard since like you're, you haven't even opened your gates yet. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because I feel like you're at this special stage where you really can like brainstorm and shoot for the stars. What do you see in like five to 10 years? Okay, well, my best friend Joseph says, because I have learned so much, I need to be a consultant already. So I imagine as I establish a cage-free doggy day, I make it the standard for boarding. And also I think that I'm really identifying other ways that I can partner with organizations, addition of domestic violence shelters and how we can house those pets. There are other venues that really, when people go into transitional houses, their dogs need to be cared for. I'm focusing on domestic violence, but there are other um, areas of concern as well. And so I'm seeing to branch off from that but definitely, I think I would provide consulting to help people establish um, cage-free facilities. And with a with in a partner, I believe in. If I'm going to take that, I want to take, provide a service to the community. I also want to give back to the community. So that's why I really had the the foundation in terms of giving back to the survivors of domestic violence because I don't want to just I want to give. My mom always taught me to make sure you when you receive something from the community, make sure you also give back. And so my giving back is providing housing to pets of survivors. Um, and any business I participate in. I want to make sure that they're doing that as well, because I definitely believe in giving back. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I just love hearing the excitement that you have around this and just um, the impact that you're going to make, because I think, especially with social media and how much you're utilizing that, I just feel like it is like a spider web that is going to just spread out and you're just going to reach so many people. And I'm just, thank you for coming on my show when you're just getting started, because I think you're going to just go up, 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 up. Well, thank you for just giving me a, um, a venue to even share about Praline's Backyard, Tori. I, I'm so thankful that you found me. And that I'm thankful. You don't even know how much I'm thankful for you. I, I I told you I did a binge through your podcast. So know that you probably, I did not one I have not listened to. So so thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that. That that really makes me feel so good. Um, Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I put an episode out every single week and, and then people reach out to me and like asking me questions. And I'm like, well, I have an episode about that. It's like episode 42 or 197 or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are so many interviews and so many stories, um, to be heard. So I'm really, I'm glad someone's listening to all of them. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, I've learned so much. Let's see what I've learned. I learned about Spotify. I learned about the, the plan. Is it planful? The t-shirt company. I've learned about them. I learned about my bio, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I even learned about the pedigree lady, the pedigree bookie, bookkeeping. Yes. Um, and so just, yeah, like, yeah. I've, you did. I've you went way back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Because it, it was just so good. Because with me being a startup and just really trying to learn everything I can, it's like, I don't know what I don't know. And so by listening to even a podcast on, um, like you had someone on there that was um, did cat boxes, like totally nothing to do with dogs, right? But I learned some information from that podcast just because in terms of like marketing the product, in terms of like seeing a need and just, just and her, her, her thing just evolved just because she saw a need. And it's like recognizing a need and then responding and giving it to the marketplace. Because if you see the need, someone else sees it too, but they haven't responded to it by creating it. And so like other people saw the need for other people volunteered at domestic violence shelters and recognize the fact that um, survivors left their pets. But only not everybody is saying, let me open up a facility to house those pets. Um, not everybody has the means either or just the motivation, but they just and people give different ways. But it's like, if I can, 
and I'm able to, why not? And yeah. so that's where I am at my and at this point in my life. I wasn't like maybe this 20 years ago, but right now I'm in a position to say, I can do this. And I definitely can invite people along on the journey because I I know I believe in people and people will support support me and we support each other. So I'm yes. excited. Well, Orzi, where can people go to learn more? Where can be where can people go to support you? Definitely go to pralinesbackyard.com. I'm Pralines Backyard on all the social media, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. So yes. I haven't I have not linked on Pinterest. I know you talk about Pinterest all the time on your podcast. I have I thought I, I didn't even think of Pinterest as a place, but I'm looking into it. So and that's because of you. Again, your podcast. So thank you for that introduction. Oh, good. Well, I look forward to seeing your pins. Everyone knows I'm Pinterest obsessed. So um I'm I can't wait to see what you do with that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, this was such a wonderful conversation and I hope that everyone is inspired. Uh, and thanks for, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate so much story. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at where wag repeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called where wag repeat labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wherewagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.